Okay, let's be honest, there's only one person who's mattered this week, and that is the hero that is Jackie Weaver. You have no authority here, Jackie Weaver. No authority at all. Don't, don't. She just kicks him out. Don't. This is a meeting called by two councillors. Read them and understand them! <gasps> Appalling behaviour. But we can't speak to Jackie Weaver, so we're going to do the next best thing, and that is discuss episode four of RuPaul's Drag Race UK, season two. If you like the podcast, give us a review so we can read your comments and enjoy ourselves personally, but not in a weird way. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Bonjour. Hello. Hello there. There we go. God, we're on episode four. Christ on a bike. Oh, I just don't want it to stop. Well, it will oh, stop next good. week, apparently. Yeah, that's true. But we'll get to that. Wait. Guys, I've got something controversial to do, to suggest. Open forum. Here we go. I think we should talk about what happened at the end first and then unpack everything. Right? I assume that if you're listening to I mean, this, you've really seen the episode. Mm, it, it's going to be hard to talk through the whole episode without talking about what happens at the end, I guess, as well. Mm. Yeah, I think because it, it means we can retrace said person's steps. And just, we just need to, I need to get it out. I need to get it out there. It's like a true crime podcast. You start with the dead body and then you rewind 20 years and yes. find how that person came to existence. Exactly. Exactly. So with that being said, I... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I apologise for the traffic outside my house. <laughs> and on that bombshell, Ginny Lemon did a sort of bend de la creme and walked out. But do you know what? I don't want to compare it to Bender de Karim because I actually no. think she did it. She did a first. A, a first for Drag Race is to strut out in the middle of a lip sync. Um, yeah. It was iconic. Not even it in was, the middle. Not even in the middle. I mean, I mean, half a line in. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. Okay, I wanna I wanna address one thing first. <laughs> Shoot me if you want. But are we just are we are we all totally sure? That she just didn't know the words and was like, I'm not going to embarrass myself. I'm just going to go. Was, wasn't there a cutaway of her rehearsing in the, kind uh, of the, last, the last bits? Or maybe she was just pretending to. Yeah, because why would you rehearse if you knew what you were going to do? Did she know what she was going to do? Was it a spur of the moment thing? I mm, feel like now I when you look back knew. at it already, there's like a wry smile on her face the whole yeah. way through the, um, whole way through the runway. Do you know what though as well? And... Uh, I think it's good to do it this way because then we can like as we talk through the episode i if i like Ginny's Ginny's clever she like i knows the game i feel a little bit and i wonder if she felt a little bit like the writing was on the wall throughout the episode because it just felt like the interactions that she was having and i've heard other queens talk about this as well when they like look back on their episode when they were going like it just felt like rue was done with her yeah i think so I think the way that she behaved in the in the in the maxi challenge was her having a last hurrah, and I think mm-hmm. that that was because she just she just knew my time is up. I'm not going to win this, and I've had a lovely time, so I'm just going to do me in the most bizarre way possible. Um, and I think that I think that she decided that probably when Rue was doing the walkthrough. And coming up and you know talking to her, I think she could have knew in that moment 
oh, this is the end, hold your breath and count to 10, and just decided to make a move for it. But also, also, Rue didn't look surprised when she walked out. No! She just said, the cutaway was just a plain face. It was the Lorraine. Was sh- the, one who, the, two, the two that were shocked were Lorraine and Michelle. Yeah. Both, both of them were, were like, what's happening? And Rue was just kind of like, well... <laughs> The artist known as, as Lorraine Kelly performing some shock for us all on the runway. I thought Lorraine was good at Lorraine, actually, yeah. You got yeah, to stay in character really as Lorraine would know. She did. Did she basically do Snatch Game? Is that what happened? Did Lorraine do Lorraine <laughs> on Snatch Game? Is that all we just Yeah. Watched? That's her um, job. She performs as Lorraine Kelly. The thing I... There's been lots of chat around is that were we given a very heavily edited version of Ginny's exit? Because there was talk originally that there was there were articles around this like when like a few months ago kind of people didn't know if it was rumored or not that a queen storms off the runway swears at rupaul and then like self exits and obviously we didn't see that bit of it oh i think the article finished saying like the bbc is still deciding whether they're going to show that exit or not or how they're going to like present it that's why i was kind of that's why i thought rue was kind of stony face and just kind of plain mm. about it because I think mm. there was stuff that probably didn't get shown that yeah. that yeah. would would kind of provide evidence as to why Rue was not particularly shocked at her leaving because if you think of previous instances where queens have done a dramatic exit of some description the vixen leaving during the reunion Ben de la Creme self-exiting there's genuine shock and awe in Rue's face yeah. in all of those instances yeah. But this time yeah. around, she mm. was just kind of like, well, <laughs> plain. That would be an explanation as well, because, you know, Rue would definitely have it cut away if there was some sort of big disrespect, like a swear. And also, yeah. I think if, yeah, you're right, they would, they would, I, I feel like Rue would consider it like, wouldn't want to give her the honour of a shocked face. You know, give her the yeah. satisfaction of looking shocked in the shot if 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 Ginny had pissed her off. I just can't imagine Ginny being sweary. I mean, I don't I don't know her enough outside of the show, mm. but she seems so, so sort of nervous and unsure of herself that that's quite a mm. sure thing mm. to do. It made me really sad. I don't know though. I thought it was in keeping with like Ginny. You know, G- like Ginny comes from that school of drag. I feel like that is that is punk and like she kind of does what she wants and like you know she's subverting like the gender norms in her drag and like even when she wears wigs she doesn't really wear wigs she wears like the the one that she's like I feel like I've associated with her most is that like beaded hair wig like she kind of doesn't just even when she's doing drag she'll do a normal drag and so when she it makes sense that when she did drag race she didn't do it the way everyone else does it and you know she Mm. was up against her mate and she was like I don't need to do this anymore so I don't know even when like Ben eliminated herself I was a bit like all right you're a bit holier than thou like I get it like you know it's not really in keeping with the game whereas Ginny doing it I'm like that feels like something Ginny Lemon would do so I'm kind of like yeah like it's your exit the way you did it and I'm sort of I respect her for it I love that she was like I'm exhausted I'm done Sarah yeah really good. but it begs the question David I'm coming to you had <laughs> she had she not left I who do you think would have gone She'd done the lip sync as, you know, as a Ginny Lemon lip sync against Sister Sister. Who would have gone? Don't ask David. Sister Sister apologist. 
Oh yeah, yes, quite, fam- quite famously. <laughs> but and and you know, I was going to say probably Ginny would have gone because I think that I think that Rue sees something else in Sister, and I think that she's. Mm. I I personally quite like the lip sync. I know I saw something on Twitter saying Sister Sister lost the lip sync against herself. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> but I she really did, enjoyed it. She she, she did she really well. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed her. So I was kind of like that. I thought that was absolutely nonsense. Probably Liam tweeting it because he hates her. Um, <laughs> but I yeah, I think that if if it had been Sister versus Jenny, I think Jenny Jenny. It's my mum. Jenny. Um, <laughs> Jenny Jenny Hello, Jenny. Jenny Lime, um, then I think Sister probably would have won. Wow, yeah. interesting. I, uh... I thought, even if she's not your cup of tea, Sister Sister did lip sync as if she was up against somebody. Or a coffee. I thought the, mm-hmm. um, the judging, though, was all a bit like, you know, encouraging the child to keep going. All the judges like, yeah, that's right. Keep, keep lip syncing the words. Great, really yeah. good. <laughs> Tia's yeah. takedown of the thin... What a thin ponytail. I was just like, but that sums it up to me. I just don't think the like sister's effort is at the same level it as the others. It was a thin ponytail, yeah. I, I agree with Liam. I Sister Sisters seems nice enough. Ain't got a bad It was a thin that. ponytail, David. It was it a was. thin ponytail, it was, Jenny. It was a thin ponytail. <laughs> but I just, Sister Sister for me isn't going to win it. Not cutting Ooh. the mustard. No, no, she's not going to win. And I'm, I'm self-aware enough to know that. Um, but I think that you, I hang on, are you sister sister? I am. <laughs> I'm self aware. Well, if I take my um, this foundation off, I change to a different race, as we saw with another contestant. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> um, oh god, but with with sister sister, yeah, she's not going to win. But I just, I just, she's won like, your heart. She's won my heart. Apart from when she puts her razor dry to her face and tries to shave off her beard. Oh. That's really disconcerting. <gasps> every time. Every time. She needs the bapanthan on that face, my darling. <laughs> so, wait. But other than Ginny's sort of shock removal of herself, this episode, again, leveled the playing field. It did things I didn't yeah. expect, as yeah. you know. We'll go straight there. David already led up to it. A horror. What a... Well, well. I wrote actually wrote down... Well, 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 well. I think myself and David need to... Um, we need to have a moment. We need to uh, apologise to Liam. What I want to say is, I told you bitches, right? There was a character <laughs> arc there. <laughs> hey, I saw potential for a horror too. I wasn't going in on it. Oh, don't jump on the wagon now, Bowden. Um, the thing... the, there are tapes. There are tapes. I mean, Rather obviously, tapes. all of this... All of this is like a product of editing, is it? And like we're being led down a certain way, and like she was being a bitch, but like it's quite what I thought was interesting. That was like the dramatic shift that they've given her, like, but that that like ugly sobbing that she was doing in a confessional, and like the full story coming out was a bit like, wow, you're really like you're not you're not subtle in it at all. Like they were totally just like you're going to think this about her now, and actually now she's a character that you're going to enjoy. Um, I think it helps when they're also like it's not just it's not a sympathy vote because also she was really good in the maxi challenge and I actually think that was I actually think this was her episode and I wouldn't have given it to Lawrence the repeater badge Mm. I would have given it to Ahura I disagree but we'll get on to it no I don't think I don't think Ahura should have won um for sure because of the, the runway at the end 
I don't think their runway was it. Um, but I did think, I agree, it was her episode in many other senses. And I think it really was summed up, was it in the sort of untucked section when she was kind of lifting up Ginny, who, and, I, and making her feel better about herself. I thought, oh my God, that is such a shift and such a levelling situation. And, you know, obviously Jenny, Ginny's been kind of more assured in, in other areas of the show. So, yeah, I but her runway was... Are we going to do the runways later? Jack? I want to... Okay, so there's one thing I want to bring up, which is related to this. And I love Lawrence a lot. We all do here. But there's something that's irking me about Rue's favouritism with Lawrence Cheney. <laughs> and Ellie brought right. it up. It was my favourite <laughs> thing in the whole episode. I was oh. like... Oh, poll number two, wasn't it? It really was. Fucking fart in a lift that went down. <laughs> but, but okay, where was, what did Ellie want from that situation? Like, where was that supposed to go? That's what I would like to know. I yeah. think she thought it would bounce off Rue better. As like, a, isn't it funny? Like, ha, ha, or whatever. But it would just, it just didn't land. You said it with, like, she said it with like a resting bitch face. Shine sort of. bright like a diamond. Who, who clarified in the confessional? Was it uh, Tia Coffey who sort of explained what she was trying to do? Who, someone? Yeah, it was Tia. And how she should have done it better as well. Yeah, the way she sort of should have got into it. And that's so true. But that, that was the point. And much like I think um, it was discussed that Rue knows when someone's time is up. I felt like that was a moment where Rue was like, you haven't got it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. It would be hard to come back from that. Mm. Yeah. I don't think Ellie's long for this world. I don't. Oh, God. Shame. Sorry She's to say. so pretty. Um, I actually thought she would have been in the bottom. Yeah, she she faded into that. I mean, it was hard not to, but she faded into the uh, dragony fuck. What the fuck? Dragony uh, cousins. Dragony Drag nieces. nieces. Dragony nieces. Yeah. Really. The character choices on this. You see. Uh, the thing that I've really enjoyed about UK Drag Race is that whoever is doing the writing of the comedy sketches previously has done a really, really good job and has actually proven to be funny. Unlike um, the US version, where the only funny bit has been Tamisha Man pretending to be Cher for five minutes and Simone, Simone saying fudge packing factory where a fudge packing factory ought to be. And that's literally been as funny as the sketches have got. Um, whereas... In the UK, it seems to have, you know, been relatively humor, 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 humorless. No, relatively humorful, humorous rather. Um, but this this week was some of the some of the choices were a bit. Uh, why? Okay, sure. Mm. Dragony nieces, the Gothic. Maybe it was the fact that they didn't embody them properly. Maybe it was the fact that they didn't really do very much with them. But I just thought Gothic yeah, party planners. What's that gonna what's that gonna do? What's what's that saying to me? Gen Z party animals. Well, neither Case nor Bimini are really Gen Z. And the only thing that could have shouted out as Gen Z were the phrases they used. So I was kind of like Katie. Yeah. I was gonna ask, um, did you enjoy I mean, I'm sure this is the writing. We'll just blame it on Rue. Did you enjoy Rue's singular lens look at what the UK was when he was like, you could be Huxton hipsters or <laughs> Camden goths. Like Google's oh, London you know, once. 
you know you know how much I love the RuPaul production team from America's look at, at the UK and yeah exactly uh. love all of it I loved the challenge generally I have to say like I did like it as an idea because I do I'm sort of obsessed with morning shows anyway and I feel like the behind the scenes drama is exactly David I feel like the behind the scenes drama is probably very similar to RuPaul's Drag Race anyway so I was I was here for the whole thing to be honest. Can I just take it back quickly to Rue's description of the UK because <laughs> there was one thing I didn't understand we talked about like Camden Goths whatever and then she he ended it on and little children because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all what? did a collective like <laughs> what <laughs> Everyone else was like an area, like they're a regional group of people. What was the London. little children thing? I did, yeah, no, I was thinking that very London centric. It's not what the BBC is about in this day and age. <laughs> thank you very much. Anti Brexit bias from Bimini. Um, also, on that, who knew that Bimini Bomboulash would be the political satirist of the bloody season? <laughs> eh? Those two were ma- those two were magic. What a dream pairing! Great pair. Loved him. Change, change UK of the new party leader. Mm. <laughs> no, but they those they really stole it for me. They held it together yeah. well. Taste just looking stunning as always as well, which always helps. But yeah, amazing pairing. A side note on taste and the, the edit. I feel like whoever was working the magic this week was trying to maybe you can't edit what's not there, but taste was was vocal in critiques this week, I thought. In a way that hasn't been shown mm. before. Yeah, I agree. But she delivers it yeah. in a way that means that you don't, you don't hook her as the bitch. You know, it's I not think personal. Taste has got personal. the like light and shade that mean that she can deliver it well enough. I think. Yeah, I just want to work to win a challenge now. I, like she needs a win for her to so get to that final. It's just kind of not. It's not been confirmed yet. Mm. Mm. I mean, yeah. What What are we expecting next time, though? socially distanced snatch game or something that maybe where she can pull something out the bag we don't know i mean she did win the week purely for the reason that she coined the name william schofield Ah! once again (laughs) she she, yeah she's got a habit of becoming the most used meme every week hasn't she first it was gumption and now it's william schofield and bringing back philip Bring back the Holly Willoughby joke, which I don't think I've heard since about 2009. Mm. <laughs> Very Keith Lemon. Right. Oh. Yeah, that was a shame. Jenny's mm. brother. Mm. <laughs> I want just a quick roundtable on what you thought of the Bake Off bit and who who are your worst performers in the Bake Off piece? Liam. Ellie Diamond was a soggy bottom for me. I'm so sorry. I just couldn't get into it. Um, yeah. That was a no, and Bimley was my high. I think that's where I would. Yep. Uh, yeah. Katie. I did like Lawrence Cheney's. I did. The uh, the old skid mark A Claire was uh, just enjoyable. I just ate it all up. Loved it like an eclair. But yeah, can't who I didn't like. Yeah, I love her, but Ellie. That was a comedy is not her strong suit. Um, and tops, yeah, Bimini and Lawrence were both both great for me, both very funny. I 
wrote down sister sister ish. Was not <laughs> Yeah, it was confusing, wasn't it? Oh, the hexy thing, wasn't it? Yeah. It's weird, like um Sister Sister and Veronica are starting to ha- like develop this codependent relationship where they're both a little <laughs> bit out of their like comfort zone and so actually they will always defend each other to the hilt. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, true. Their relationship was the other kind of tense moment of the episode oh, right throughout. It's like it's moved on from Ahura and Tia to to those two where it's kind of like it, it, it's like a, a marriage in the final stages where they've kind of been really, really good together for ages. And now it's just kind of starting, the cracks are starting to show. And But Lawrence nailed that on the head when um, he said, like, why does Sister Sister always blame other people for her being shit? And it's so yeah. true. Yeah, like the way um, with her and Veronica, she had so much to say about how, you know, they did shit and it was all Veronica's fault. And it's like, you would never catch Bibini or Lawrence or anybody doing a shit job and saying, oh, it was all Veronica. Yeah. It just, it just wouldn't happen. Yeah, because she wasn't funny in a challenge. If she had been really funny and they'd been brought down, the two of them, because of Veronica, yeah. that's a fair assessment. But she also wasn't particularly funny. She was yeah. taping a bird inside a cage. Like, she didn't bring anything, yeah fucked up my Angelou and it was just kind of like <laughs> what's going on no I just thought Veronica went on a weird storyline this episode because I, mm. I could have sworn at the beginning she said she was amazing at improv and then well, that was brushed under the carpet she was like yeah I've done mm. it once or twice yeah I love it by the end she was like I've never done it in my life I was always going to be shit at it I don't know it yeah just... I think I think she went in it sort of really not not confident but acting like she was thinking I'm going to win this with confidence because even from the very start when they were picking her picking their roles and she sort of went I'll take whatever's left and I got from that that she she could nail any of them um obviously couldn't (laughs) and then um then it came to it and she didn't nail it and then it was like yeah like you say she was saying that she'd never done it before it was um it was a bit awkward I laughed a bit at her because I think the deadpan delivery was 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 kind of a good thing to aim for. She didn't ace it, but I was I I, I tittered occasionally at what she provided, but it wasn't full on belly laughs like I did with some of the other performers, including Ahura, which you know fair to fair to say I did laugh at Ahura. Um, I and love an observation, and I did feel like. Um... Veronica's look as the goth um, this week was very reminiscent of one of the cores. She looked like she could be in the cores. Yeah. Specifically Caroline, actually. Yes. Looked like. I was just about to say specifically Caroline. Right? Yeah. 100%. You just get a little violin under that chin. It's 100% within <laughs> the same person. Um, no, honey, she was Hilary Devey on a night out. <laughs> that was great. Shout out Hilary Devey. Although I've always called Hilary her. Hilary Devey. Devey. It's Devey. It's 100% Hilary Devey. It's Devey. Hilary Devey um, on a night out. I the thing about the the goth issue has come up on Drag Race before. Um, like I'm sure any any time where one of the queens has to play like someone who's deadpan or like over it or something like that, it's just the hardest role to take on. I mean, I actually thought Scaredy Cat had a bit of that last season during when she was like the the bratty one or the moany one, and on Canada's Drag Race. There was that episode with Ilona Verley 
in the prom queen episode where she had to play the like moany miserable goth or whatever i just think actually that is always going to be the hardest role to fulfill because no one gives it thought though because people just go oh you can wear a black witch wig and look miserable and look miserable and that's it and it's like yeah i don't know change your voice Change your voice. It's not always you know who... deadpan. Sometimes that's punk. I think sometimes goth is like... Go Morticia vibes. Go Morticia. That'd be funny. Mm. You know who did deliver deadpan well in Drag Race history? Is Raja in the gym episode where she goes, hello, ladies. Oh. And it's just that deadpan right the way through, which was delivered in a very, very funny way. You have to ham it up, right? Nobody made a gothy Kendall joke and I was waiting for that to happen all the way through. The internet did. Right. Oh, good. <laughs> um, the other thing that happened was Michelle commenting on sister's red hair. I was like, what's this got to do? She was like, oh, it's very good. It's very goth. I was like, what's this got to do with, what's red hair got to do with being goth? Is that a thing? Is that a thing? just talking her a bone. To the runway, dears. Take it to the runway. Take it to the runway. Runway. We'll read out the list and I just want a couple words from all of you, okay? Just a couple. Should we start with RuPaul? <laughs> Yeah, because my my note for RuPaul was oh. um, with those shoulders. Didn't she look like she was doing the curtain challenge? You know, where they had to make. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Looks Very like um, what's it? What's she called? Um, Utica. Mm -hmm. A couple Very of weeks Utica ago. Theme. Okay, Veronica. Uh, sounded like she had Fine. a blocked nose. <laughs> yes, correct. Sounds like a, a snotty tree. kid. Snotty little children. Cre creative. Artistic. I enjoyed it. I really liked it. I thought it was a, a a meeting of minds, a meeting of worlds. A meeting of minds. Meet. Mm. Katie? Um, I liked it. I thought some of them were a little bit smarter, as in like the two characters were kind of connected in a way. She was a, a, a pig tree, sort of. Big Medusa thing. And that was like, but she executed it well. And I liked that. It was not ratchet. Sister, sister. Continue. <laughs> she was a picture. So, that was so shady. <laughs> no, it was, it looked, she looked, it was very well executed. She was a pig tree. She's pig tree. <laughs> it was the two, no, she's Medusa and a pig. And the two things, I think, I think I've just got such high expectations for Veronica. And that's the problem. Like I expect something really clever from her. Sister, sister. Couple words. Only note for sister is I just want to hear Lorraine Kelly say Merkin over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no one needs that. How did she do it? <laughs> Can't do an impression of Lorraine Kelly with an actual Scottish person in on the call. No, you, I think you you brought it up. Here you go. Merkin. <laughs> 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 I got Arabic from that. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Watch American. it back. Watch it back. Bit of American. American. There we go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. David Merkin. No, what? Uh, sister. <laughs> <laughs> Merkin, Merkin. <laughs> Jackie Cox. Um, yeah, I, there wasn't. En there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough pubes. It just needed more pube. It needed more hair. I just said, she's a mummy. It was shit. Yeah. 
with her thin ponytail. It was shy. We've seen it. If we've seen a mummy once, we've seen it a thousand times. Bag of shit. Katie? <laughs> Anybody in that costume. Um, she looked, it was fine. Good, well, good cinching, I will say. Mm. There was attention paid to the actual sort of padding and drag style, but it didn't blow me away. Thin ponytail, man. What's going on there? Liam Bimini Bomb Bibbidi Bibbidi Bibs. Bimini Bomb Boobley Boolash uh, Barrymore. Um, bunny. I... Hmm? Bunny. She was a bunny. And that begins with B. I was just throwing <laughs> it in there. <laughs> so it's good when the joke has to be explained. Um, I like Bimini's. I was actually surprised by the critique and the thirsty hair or whatever they were going on about. I didn't see it. I also think. Um, I just had it so wrong to think that Bimini gave off first out energy. And now I just feel like we're seeing her rise and rise. So I really liked it. I thought nice use of prosthetics. That is a lot of words when you wanted a couple. So that's all I have to say. Oh, David. It was thirsty and the prosthetics were fine. But with prosthetics, you want. You didn't even notice Ellie's nose until Michelle said it. I thought that was a good use of prosthesis. But I... Your nose. <laughs> Wonderful. I thought I didn't like the lines in her head. I thought it was a bit. That was a bit party shop. Did it gross you out slightly? It didn't gross me out. It was just like not very profesh. But I loved it. I wrote love in capital letters, so I must have loved it. I thought what she was aiming for was good. I'm not sure she quite got there. Katie. Took her thirsty hair. Oh, oh, says she. <laughs> right, son in. <laughs> that poor ravaged do. Stop touching it, it'll fall out. <laughs> you knew what you were doing. You wanted to hear it. You were asking to be roasted. You're dying for it. Yeah, you're dying for it. Um, <laughs> So I was sort of like Liam for the first half, the first half of the runway. I was like, yes, I love Bimini. I was sort of, you know, when you really love one of the queens and you look at them through certain sort of tinted glasses. And I was like, yes, love it. Great. And then I really looked at her and I was like, that hair is terrible. And I didn't really get the prosthetics. And so the execution was not quite there for me. I think just especially after last week as well, I kind of want her to keep riding that and just get better and better. I got a little bit of complacency from it. But now I'm hoping that they have the break and that she'll use that time to to get loads better. Because I love the idea, but the execution was not good and, and the hair was not not good at all. But I love her and I only want good things for her. Taste. Um, oh God. Um... Tace, so Tace was a beautiful monster, which will bring me onto a whore in a little while, but ah! you know, um, I think you can be, like, Tace relied on Pretty, I would say, to a certain extent. I had to ask around the room what were her two monsters or whatever. Like, we could all stick fangs in. Um, that being yeah. said, I adore everything Tace does. She could literally turn up in a bin bag. As she has done. Um, dull. I find it really, really dull, particularly compared to... Um, Veronica's runway like you were saying Liam we can all stick fangs in like Veronica came out with something that was both grotesque and really interesting 
and Chase came in and, and relied on Pretty. And I wasn't particularly impressed. I was like, oh, you're wearing a really nice dress with Bride of Frankenstein here and some fangs. Cool. Next. I think with the execution of hers, like that is always really good. But it's just like with that, with a few of Tace's runways now, it's just like just put 10 minutes more into the initial idea. And because I think she's got it in her. Like I think she's got some really good ideas up her sleeve. And she's obviously quite quirky in some ways. I think she could do something really good, but yeah, it didn't really scream imagination, did it? Like she could have gone further. Could have gone further. We hear it all the time. Could have gone further with it. I, I agree with you saying that she's she's quirky and she's got unique ideas. And I don't know if anyone else saw the look that she did on Instagram this week where she was just no no wig, just covered in paint. And I was mm. like, my goodness, this is beautiful. This is drag. And I kind of... I think that in the last year almost now that since filming began, I think her makeup skills are developing. It'll be interesting, like we've said before, who who improves and who doesn't in that break. Um but I think that yeah, it was just it was just so dull. And I wish the police would leave. Fashion police. That's that's <laughs> tape. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to say, Ginny looked like Vanessa Feltz in a radioactive wig. Ah, true. Really did. And didn't look good, though, I'll say. No, I mean, Ginny's, but like, this is the thing is that Ginny wasn't booked to be a runway queen either. Like, that's no reason, like, I don't know, she's always going to get through the runways and then show the personality, which, you know, isn't a completely wrong thing to do because that's basically what Bianca Del Rio did and she won. So, the problem is you just need to have that consistently like shining personality and like achieving well in the challenges. And by this point, Ginny wasn't doing that. I, I don't know how to phrase this. The bit where the judges were talking about her shoes and she said, well, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia before I came here. And they were like, well, at least you should have chosen a bit of better color. And both of them had, like, everyone had a laugh. And then Rue just goes, but it's a very serious condition. You should look after yourself, please. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, when You change. I really thought at that moment, I thought she was going to go, no, but seriously, wear a heel. <laughs> went, no, but seriously, it's a condition. <laughs> wear a heel or die. <laughs> No, but seriously, put some heels on. I really did think she was going to say that as well. (laughs) (laughs) There's no excuse. That's no excuse. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, burn the shoes. (laughs) Love Ginny. Oh, God. Um, Lawrence was great, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Horrifying. Horrifying. Very upsetting. It does start, it's starting to feel now like Lawrence, it's Lawrence's drag race to lose. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it's going to take something. Favourite. It's going to be hard to get out of that fucking... Why don't you say my name with Scottish accent, Ruth? Sorry, who are you again? <laughs> oh man, Ellie just never needs to work with Lawrence again because he just wipes the floor with her. Yeah. But then okay. you say that in, like... Even when you say that this is episode four, I feel like so much has happened in four episodes. So much has changed already. And then we've also got the whole thing, which we've never had before, where there's going to be a big break in the series. So I definitely agree that it is right now, it's Lawrence's to lose, but she could lose, guys. That's what I feel like. 
Like, I do feel like a lot could change. Ellie Diamond. I just wrote no. Next. No. No. <laughs> David, you look shocked. I really enjoyed it. Apart from like the 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 chat vibe, which is kind of continued through that I'd like to see a variety in. It's it, I feel like the bottom half of Ellie is either Leotard or front and assless chaps. Mm. And I'd kind of like a bit of variety with that. But other than that, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think it was it was ooky, spooky, megalamooky. I, I just I enjoyed it. I, I don't I don't know why everyone's, you know, I don't know why everyone's such a hater. To me it was it was the same diagnosis I gave sister sister. If I've seen if I've seen a bloody prosthetic nose a, a thousand once, I've seen it a thousand times. It was just like it's very party shop, didn't like it. Not I wouldn't me. say it was a memorable look to like across the runway. I mean, what was it? Like a green month, a green bear. It wasn't. It was, <laughs> I think it was Cher slash Alphaba from Wicked. I don't. I think that was what she was going for. I th- no, I think it was um an orc mixed with a werewolf, which I I honestly found better than picking two classic monsters rather than picking both Frankenstein and a vampire as tasted. I'd yeah. rather have something that's a little less traditional and something that's also traditional mixed in, in the two. I think that's more creative than just, you know, sticking to classic creations like Sister's, Sister did. Uh, finally, <laughs> last but not least, maybe a horror. Hang on. We haven't done Tia. Oh, yeah. God. I actually didn't write Tia down. I forgot what she... Okay, sorry. <laughs> Tia. I enjoyed seeing a different side to Tia. I thought it was very um, Cleopatra meets Nicole Scherzinger. So I was kind of into it. Are you calling Nicole Scherzinger a monster? In certain circles. Rumours are to be believed, I would say. potentially In the yogurt yes. industry. And Asda. Oh. Probiotics hate her. <laughs> yeah, I didn't write her down, so obviously it wasn't memorable for me. She was right, wasn't she? Well, no, <laughs> you said, but that's why I feel bad for her because I feel like she actually, like, we think about some of her previous runways. This time, she maybe she was not memorable because she didn't do something quite terrible. Mm. Yeah, and that's so, a win. Are you saying that she needs to pull out another rag from the dressing up box? Because I really liked mm. it this time. Like, her, we know that her past couple of looks have not been there, but I love Tia, and this time it wasn't my favorite look. And I don't even fully know what she was supposed to be. I think she said like Medusa slash voodoo skeleton priestess or something. And I don't really know what those things are, but I thought she looked really good. And it was like a quite a well-executed look. I don't know what it was supposed to be. She was kind of giving me Cara Delalalalalalalavine in um, Suicide Squad. Yes. That's what I thought when she first came around the runway. Yeah. Um, the Enchantress, is that what she was called? That's it. Also, um, going back to Nicole Scherzinger, isn't there a rumour <laughs> that, Nicole, that Nicole Scherzinger and Sam Smith did poppers at a gay nightclub in London at some point? I've heard that. I'm sure there were pictures that. of, I'm sure there were pictures of her, like, having a sniff. That would make it, sort of adds up. Very hard. She's a poppers queen. 
she's a part of the screen. <laughs> trying to find a, another yogurt joke in there, but just no. Something to do with fruits. Pop, pop her the lid off. Ah, once you once you pop us, you can't stop. So the anyway. <laughs> pop a fruit in your mouth today. <laughs> yes, Katie finished on a shit one. <laughs> so with Ginny gone, we have. What about a horror? Oh fuck me. <laughs> 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 Jackie here. <laughs> I didn't watch the show. Um uh, Ahora, how is she? Right, so my views on Ahora are this is what's frustrating about what is essentially an ambiguous bloody um runway theme anyway. It's possible to do a monster and be beautiful at the same time. And they just decided to make that a horror's critique is that you went too beautiful. Well, Having an exposed brain is kind of a little bit gross as well. And like you gave it a go. Like vampires are kind of well known for being potentially quite in, like alluring. Like sure, it might be a bit of a cop out, but I still think it was a really well put together look. And that's why I think a horror should have won the episode. We can't all be a pig tree. As the old saying goes. <laughs> no, I really do agree. I thought this should have been a horror's week. And I've, you know, I've not been her fan for, yeah. I've not been her biggest fan, but um yeah as you can tell i didn't i hate i hated the runway category it was shit i'm with you so annoying monsters why boring i wish they'd done something related to the maxi challenge yeah just get them all to do lorraine kelly like your best like daytime tv (laughs) chic or whatever would have been great it would have been over a thousand lorraines (laughs) (laughs) like night of a thousand sillas should have been done should have been done I enjoyed her heart to heart with Tia and I enjoyed the fact that she recognised that some of her own um, you know mannerisms and behaviour have come from previous traumatic experiences and I was like yes finally you've realised that well done but I'm still I'm still not completely sold. No I think that's right because you David unlike us have not been swayed by the uh, like unashamed edit as Liam brought up you're still you're still going on that journey and you're right to do it Rather than what? No, not not <laughs> no. right. I feel like you're upsetting right. everybody, Jack. <laughs> because surely <laughs> David's opinions of her being a bitch have been formed by the editing in the first place. Mm. Uh, well, However, mm, I would I, say that. But well, I, like it's fine to have different opinions. That's what makes the the beautiful rainbow that is the like drag race fandom such a wonderful place to exist. However, well. I just don't agree. <laughs> However, you're wrong, bitch. <laughs> yeah, the thing I like with Ahura as well now, I I feel like la- some place where my opinion has changed on her a little bit is last week we were saying something about how she was kind of choosing to be a bitch, and that was where like we didn't like I didn't really get her, but now I feel like she is still doing that. It's kind of evolved into more of a spoiled brat character, but she's really committed to it, and now I enjoy it. And just like all of her confessionals, she really does this thing where, you know, she gets into a bit of a huff. And there was a thing when when she was critiquing Veronica and Sister Sister where she said something like, watching Veronica and Sister Sister is like watching the grass grow. And it was actually really entertaining. And I still don't think she's being herself completely. I don't think she's relaxed and knows who she fully is yet. But I enjoy this whole shtick that she's doing. 
Which is interesting that she said she'd never had other critiques. So how are you to know, like, if you've overstepped the line yeah. or mm -hmm. if if you've never had someone to bounce off, like she said, to be like, wait, that's a bit sh shit or that's like, you've taken it too far or whatever. It was really interesting to see it, her uncover that herself or like it, recount that. It's always the queens who are really bitchy who say at some point during the program, I've never had a drag family or I do gigs by myself or, you know, all, all those types yeah. of things. If you don't have a regular kind of place that you go to where you have people around you regularly when you do your makeup together or chat backstage together, then that can be, that can mean that you don't have that kind of social interaction and estimate how far you can go. If you're turning up, dressed up, ready to go, performing and then leaving at the end of the night with your tips and not hanging out with the girls afterwards, that I think can kind of have a bit of impact. And I think that's, she recognized that herself and other queens have come on the show who have had a similar sort of behavior to her have pointed that out themselves or have said that at some point in the program. And I think that that's part of the reason. But do you think maybe it's just that she's not delivering it cleverly enough? Because I would also say, like second reference of the night, um, but Bianca Del Rio, like hers has carved her career as being like the bitchy one and cutting people down to size and like being able to like deliver those things like in a way that's taken as humor, even when they are quite cutting and can be quite like mm. to the to the bone. Um, so I think the, the thing I think like I just really feel like the way a, what a whore is trying to achieve, there is space for that in like the drag scene, like I think we all do it. Like sometimes I feel a bit like, do you know what? I'm just, I just want to be a bit bitchy. I just want to be like, like take the piss just because we can, you know? Like we we talked about Jack's hair for a little while earlier just because that's funny and that's fine. But and I just think a whore, is, a whore is trying that and it's just potentially being, I think just being misconstrued cause it's the telly. I find it funny. I, I, but I think it's partly, it's partly how well you know someone. I think it, if you come into a room of people that you have, you know, we, from our outside perspective, it's been almost a month since this program has been on air. For them, it's about eight, nine days that they've been together. And for you to just kind of be in a certain way around people that you've not been around before, I think, I think it's, it's a bit far, to be honest. I think, I think some of the stuff that she's gone, she's, she's had and done has gone a bit far. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing her develop herself and grow. And I think some of the responses online to her behaviour have been abhorrent, as she said on social media this week. But am I am I a hundred percent stan and sold on her now because of her realizing herself that she can be a bit of a bitch? Not especially. I don't know. I think if she had a bit more confidence in herself, she'd be a little bit more confident to be more like that she, she'll get there i think i like so with Ginny gone that leaves how many left liam i'm shit with maths eight eight <laughs> queens eight eight queens are rocking eight. seems like many eight eight maids are milking what is it is yeah. eight maids are milking eight yeah. maids are milking eight queens are milking uh, and next week, we'll find out what they did when they left the show. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Goodbye. Bye. Jack is so over it. <laughs> right, come on. I'm about to go now. to bed. <laughs> Bye, bitches.
There you go, episode four of Drug Race Well and Truly Unpicked. Or untucked, you might say, but we wouldn't. Uh, Cheryl Ferguson, Heather Trott will be on the show next week and we'll discuss the all-important break that the Queens took during the COVID-19 pandemic. Bye. Don't forget to rate and review. I'll love you for it. Ta-ra. Cassius Jones. Fuck off, Gillian!